welcome to this beautiful podcast and uh, this is where me and my very good friend here Sukai uh, starting a very brand new podcast that we talk about the we, we try to talk about property lah, I guess now it's very casual this is a demo the first listener is probably going to be Ben and he's <laughs> just trying trying out yeah okay so um Sukai, welcome to the show. This is this is eventually Sukai uh, will eventually be my co-host, but hello, now hello. because yeah, now I'm just introducing him, uh, so you guys get to know him because I'm the famous one here. <laughs> sure. Right. Thank you for inviting me. It's my pleasure. Oh, what you're an honor. <laughs> okay, Thank so you. to provide a bit of context for today's episode, Sukai um, is going to graduate at the end of this semester. Currently, right. it's week. Currently, it's week ten. It is week ten, so he has three weeks left until the end of his uni life and the final, final end of his educational life. So that's gonna be pretty exciting, right? It's okay. <laughs> exciting, more like stress now. I don't know why we're recording really, yeah. at week ten. <laughs> what are we thinking? Yeah, yeah. Okay, never mind. Yeah, let's continue. Yeah. Oh well, there's a lot of projects that we have to do. Then I, I, I also don't know why we are recording, but. I guess we have bigger plans in mind, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the first question that we have to discuss about is, for us, what is the biggest takeaway we have from university life, from our four years in NUS? So in your opinion, what is the biggest takeaway? So I start first? Yeah, I ask you. <laughs> uh... <laughs> I think definitely it's the people, the friends that I made. Oh. Like y'all. Yeah. Who is I think the, probably the first few listeners, you know, Ben, Sam, <laughs> Jiayi, Eugene, Beatrice. Yeah, <laughs> the users. La. Um, well, of course, like... Throughout. Relate. La. <laughs> <laughs> Relate got like other people in the past. But okay, yeah. Is so, the chat still alive? Uh, no. <laughs> I think last message was like in, in what year two. But oh actually, this, this brings me to my my next point, la, which is like, like in uni, you in, you will have interacted with a lot of people, la, but people just mm-hmm. come and go. So not who, everyone... Who goes? Oh, who came people. in? <laughs> <laughs> As in, but I'm, I'm grateful la, for all the interactions that I have. With everyone that you've met. Yeah, because as in, not everyone is meant to stay, but those that some people will just come to your life to like teach you a lesson or you know, <laughs> show you something that yeah. that you can learn from la. so that like people in itself yeah is my biggest takeaway la. okay so the biggest thing that you have from uni is you would say like you don't you don't really see it as network per se but you see it as friendships uh definitely as in to, as in when you interact with people you also like test your communication skills and all eh? mm. like when you practice how to interact how to work with people in group projects how you should communicate your ideas across things like yeah. that so also so it your, helps you in your like working life in future per se a bit lah yeah mm-hmm. okay 
because I believe some people when they make friends in uni they make a lot of friends then it is for the purpose of like networking lah. so in future especially in real estate it's important to know people from mm. different aspects from the government sector from uh, asset management developer so the more people you know the higher you can climb so to speak <laughs> sounds like something you did right? <laughs> wish you were quite Ooh. active right, in the first two years like at least yeah then I realized it's very tiring to like keep a facade and some people are not worth keeping around <laughs> yeah but but to meet the right people you meet the a few wrong people first uh, in that sense oh that's true that's true so you never and know. yeah i I feel for me when it comes to people right uh I feel the biggest lesson that I learned was I trusted too easily when I was younger la, per se which I think now especially um, in uni year 3 year 4 and working as a real estate agent you really need to be careful about the people that you trust mm. yeah so yeah that, that for me is people la. but what about like events events wise was uni a very eventful thing that happened <laughs> eventful uh, actually all the meaningful events or like fun things is like year 1 year 2 or so like, like red days la, that's, and all the camps, that's how we know each other. Ma, right? Yeah. That's where we like spend the most time together and get to know more people. Yeah. Um, as in, yeah, because that period is like more worry-free. Then mm. you can just do whatever you want. So fun times because you, you won't be so stressed about your future. Yeah, that's true. Mm. so other than rec and like the camps there's not really much events that you go for right you just like pretty much are the more <laughs> ghost type of person I, I, I did try to join some CCA for a while for a short period of time I what the CCA? oh volleyball. volleyball yeah recre recreational club do you, do you feel like you gain a lot from that? <laughs> uh I feel like I should have uh, invested more time in it. Because mm, I was a I bit see. half-hearted also. In that sense, because I joined alone, ma, then like, I also damn noob, damn tui, then like, pai- <laughs> like But okay, well, you learn something new. It is, la, but as in, then when you're alone, also quite hard to make new friends. Okay, because I never go for the, the practice like very <laughs> often. La. Like sometimes, goes, uh, uh there's no requirement. It's recreation. Mm. But like, as in, like if people who go consistently every week, right, it's definitely easier to like make friends, ah, because it's eh, oh, it's you again, you know. But if it's like, but you, I go once in a while, after that I never go, then like, a bit weird to you know. Yeah. But you so, do feel left out, like if you don't come for like two three weeks, then you come back, then everyone else that has been there more frequently, do I you mean, feel a bit left out? Is uni like that or is like volleyball like that? Uh oh actually I joined with one or two friends. Not really friends, like acquaintance, so also not say very close, but as in if you only feel left out if you choose to be or if you don't make the effort. So, to go and so talk you force to yourself. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah that's you because you you are not really like introvert, introvert, I feel. Like if you need to talk to someone, you'll just open up and talk to the person can talk la, just sometimes a bit lazy 
yeah, oh, yeah. But I feel like should have lost, should have put in more effort into this. Like, anyway, mm. as in volleyball is like a team sport, nah. You don't play alone, or you play with like a team of six people. So you definitely have to talk to them, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, then like when you were in JC, right, or maybe even in NS. So before university, then coming into university, there must be some sort of like expected takeaway. You get what I mean? Then do you feel that you achieve that, or you just um decide to go in with no expectations, go in blind? Okay, actually, oh, uh, okay lah, as in, when I first enter uni, right, the intention is just to get out of it quickly lah, <laughs> just study, mm. finish, then F off, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, but brings me to year one uh, orientation, because, you know, like, you just uh, ORD uh, as an army guy, yeah. then yeah. the girls, like, younger, Xiao Mei Mei, then you <laughs> feel you a bit older, okay, somewhat I retain, yep. so I feel like older, like, huh? <laughs> Orientation camp, like... That was a constant theme throughout the four years that you're older than all of us. <laughs> okay, no, but for, for uh, orientation, man, like, I... Like, ha, huh, play games on this, and like, I'm too old for this shit, you know, but then... But I just tell myself, lah, just enjoy, lah, like, this is the only chance, you know, to, like, the last chance to play all these stupid games. So... I In the end, you're the most childish among everyone, eh? <sighs> Even the younger girls. Hey, excuse me. <laughs> But yeah, la, that's, the, that's the spirit or like the attitude I bring towards the orientation camps. Then like, it, it, it turns out great lah. Like, cause I just like be retarded lor, So I had a lot of fun la. But if I Actually, like yeah. skeptical and then just like, you know, fold my arm seat there, then I don't participate, <laughs> then confirm it won't be as fun lor. So a lot of people Correct. say, back then right, a lot of people say FOC not fun or like quite boring. But I thought it's like one of the better camps. Because I have a, a lot yeah. of fun. Yeah. Room room. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Because I yeah, FOC is more, it's more structured in that sense. Like, not as fun. But I made it fun in that sense for myself. Uh. And yeah, and you got yourself into trouble here and there. Uh, huh? With <laughs> newfound friends. Um, Purple Lie. <laughs> and oh. all that. <laughs> okay, let's not talk about that. <laughs> Controversial really. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I feel the same way. Yeah. I feel the same way like when coming out of NS then you feel very um, manly you know because you just came out from like a, becoming a man then you come back to uni then it's like going back to JC with all these cheers camp cheers and all that then you're kind of forced you force yourself to do all this then yeah like once you let go then you have a bit more fun mm. yeah. yeah so among FOC the orientation camps like FOC BAMS REC you find FOC to be the most meaningful, la, most memorable? Uh, it's very hard to pinpoint. La. As in, to f- quantify. As in, FOC and RAC both, both have their own fun. Ma. RAC is like more prolonged. Ma. You spend weeks and months, you know, rehearsing and practicing. FOC is just like three days, four days, three nights or something like that. Yeah. So it's a different and I feel, kind of fun. Uh-huh. Yeah, I feel... Um, Especially if we have younger listeners coming to university, maybe this is a piece of advice that I can give you. So, for example, the longer the event, right, the more you have chances of creating more memories, but also the more commitment it takes and then um, it may be a bit tiring. So, some people think rec is a bit tiring because you are, especially if you're not passionate in like dance or music or you don't really have a lot of friends, then it's a bit of a drag. But if you are someone who wants to make friends 
and really can just have fun then i think rec is like a very the, the longer the event the more you do to step out of your comfort zone the more people you meet the bigger the group it's much more meaningful lah, i feel I see. Do you agree? You you're speaking on a on a PD perspective, right? No, 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 uh, no. Because no, no. you are the actually, actually PD. that's why I decide to be PD lah. Yeah, yeah. La. But I, I agree. Uh, because as it definitely like interact more with people, you spend more time. But then also got more uh chances of conflict lah. <laughs> oh really? Got story yeah. I thought you got are story the one with stories. Oh is it? <laughs> oh yeah yeah. That's true lah because. I think well, okay, like, because just of the commitment yeah, because of the differing, commitment issue then yeah different yeah, opinions no. different expectations la. Yeah. yeah that's true yeah it's then, cool, uh, like it, it forces you to like, mm. be in that situation how are you going to deal with it you know Correct. how are you going to like handle the I don't know <laughs> the people the situation yeah oh yeah but then there's this thing like in JC, right, I was quite passionate about sports and all that. Then I thought, okay, and in JC, I was single. So I had this expectation, right, that I'm going to uni, then I'm going to go for like the hall sports, the varsity sports, then I'm going <laughs> to join hall and be super sell on, make a lot of new friends, uh, meet a lot of girls. You, you still keep Joe me to join hall if you met them. Yeah, I still, I still <laughs> did. Because starting uni, I thought that was like, the uni life but i think coming to year four it's a bit lackluster like i look at our campus right our campus is so big and full of different activities like rock climbing wall have we ever rock climb once in uni not even once you're not you're not on right yeah it's I'm very i mean it, yeah like, <laughs> it, it depends on your friends and everything then for me the most that i feel that i make use of like in terms of facilities is like the swimming pool which i only use for like one semester or one Ooh. and a half semester then I stopped using the pool oh, I, I only ran around <laughs> campus like once or twice I never so went like, to the pool <laughs> I, I did um, what's the IH IFG Interfaculty oh, yeah, Games yeah. once that was that was fun and that was when I really felt okay like a part of uni, the uni life mm. other than that especially because of the whole COVID situation I feel that uni life is very bland like it could have been made much more i think because of our commitment to like uh, real estate and everything i outside then mm. it kind of dampens our uni life uni experience la. in a way la, yeah i mean it's always yeah. a trade-off or if you prioritize like the campus uni life nothing wrong with that right? just go for nothing it nothing wrong yeah oh yeah then cca like there's so many ccs to join then as a year one fresh year you come in then you're like Oh, there's like investment society. You wanna join investment society? My mom wanted me to join investment society. Then uh, I wanted to join the football club, the Malay Cultural Society, that kind of thing. Then in the end, end of the day, <laughs> what do you join? End of the day, I I didn't join any CCAs in the end. But yeah, yeah. you took out like leadership roles lah, so it's fine lah. There's so many perspectives coming to you. Like I think some people I th- go in to build like portfolios. So some mm. people like just chong all these leadership roles. Yeah, I, I think it depends on the extent and the scope also. As in for you, like the leadership roles is just like limit yourself to SDE like, in that sense. But some people aim like to be new school level, like more on the yeah. whole school skill, that kind. You really grow a lot. Like, I think in uni, it's like your first step into adulthood. Then you need to like balance your 
opportunity cost. Mm, mm. Like for us in year two, which was very early, it's like not even halfway through our uni life, we decided to step out of our comfort zone and become real estate agent, which took out time, a lot of time away from uni, not in terms of studies, but experience. Lah. But I think if we didn't become real estate agents, right, um, we probably wouldn't do much as well, I feel. Mm, because true. we didn't see the purpose in um, we didn't really see the purpose in uh, all this uh, presidential like Nusu or that we, we didn't feel so like awed by it lah, I would say that's, that's on me lah. what yeah. do you think? Uh, same lah. like not it's not my interest also that's one mm. uh, and I don't think it aligned with what I would want to do next time lah, so which is? Uh, <laughs> I'm still uh, making in progress <laughs> mm, but yeah, yeah in a I way see. like definitely not something related to that 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 kind of, so it's a skip for me but if, if it's someone that is like towards more inclined towards that direction then go for it lah. yeah mm. okay but then this segues nicely into our next topic which is um, biggest regrets right. in uni. Yeah, you were yeah. saying like, never make use of the facilities. We pay all the, what, all the admin fees every yeah, semester. Yeah, it's a lot of money per month. And then the education, honestly, is not sufficient. Like, it's not that valuable, <laughs> I would say. Yeah. Uh, oh, so you like, say- I wouldn't value it as, <laughs> as that much, yeah. But, but I do agree lah. Like one of our friends also say like most of the stuff can can be Google, you know. Yeah, a lot of things are online. Even when you do your research, you are looking for things that are online, things that are public. There's a lot of things that we we can learn from that is like hidden beneath the that, that you need to pay for, you know. So yeah, la, it's quite shack la. I think that's so, the truth of uni. So la. you're saying what truth your biggest of- regret is going to is taking the rest of the degree. Yeah. No, okay, I feel I feel we already covered a few of my regrets. One is like trusting people too easily. Mm-hmm. So uh, I've, uh, I, I'm not talking about the mistakes that I did. I think we can cover mistakes in another podcast. But mm-hmm. one is trusting people too easily. Um, then another one is not making use of facilities. I don't regret not joining clubs and stuff. Lah. But yeah, lah, so we covered. I think that is pretty much my biggest regret. Um... There's nothing much to try in uni, I guess. Uh, I, I don't regret not joining hall because I know a lot of people do because of the friends they make and stuff. Like, I, I can see myself benefiting from joining hall a lot, but I think given what, given the decisions I make um, with that opportunity cost, I think it's worthwhile. Lah. But what about you? Hmm. Uh, actually, you kind of touched on it just now about how this whole COVID situation, right? So... Uh, the last time okay aside from today right the last time we went back to school was like March or oh. February right before yeah, we transit yeah. to like online classes and all so back then you were still think like okay so my regret in a way like, is that uh, not making enough genuine connections or in a way also network but uh, like like you said not the surface kind also not I also don't like the high buy kind you know Mm. Okay, but yeah. I think, yeah, so year one, year two, when you're still, like, have lectures together, you will still say hi to each other, but then, the, it, <laughs> it doesn't go beyond that, you know, you get what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I get what you mean. 
like you have to really make effort to go out of the way right to build a deeper relationship which i didn't lah then when it's like about time to graduate or like end of year three then like oh this covid hits then now you don't even see each other it's like just on zoom so i think the opportunities get even lesser now lah like and now i'm just gonna like graduate in like a few weeks time and like okay probably not much chance to like interact with my course mates already right so i would say yeah. that's one of the bigger biggest regret oh. But you you see, I, I I get what you mean. And I also, I wouldn't blame it lah, but I would say a lot of circumstance kind of leads us to, to thinking that way. Because one, our whole school is going through renovation. So we had no proper sense of identity to the place that oh. we are. <laughs> Do you remember the feeling walking into lecture, especially in like SDE 3, then... You see a lot of people that you know and you see these same yeah, faces yeah, like yeah. two, three times a week. Then if we had that for the whole four years, I think um, mm. it was easier for us to make yeah, these like, kind of genuine like connections. Like in between, in between lectures, right? Outside like the benches there and then people just yeah. sit around waiting for the next class. Then you can just like hop on, you know, just talk to them, chit-chat a while. Yeah, but all this is gone in like what? Year three? Cause of renovation, right? And then we shift to year yeah. two. And and also the school didn't have a lot of uh, facilities for us to like mingle around. Like I think SD4 is good because of the open plaza and whatever. There's mm. more like social spaces and things like that. Then yeah la, when we moved to Utown, Utown is so big, then <laughs> we don't really um we we don't really have like a proper place to, to meet up. La. So yeah. a lack of sense of identity kinda leads us to like not interact much and build genuine connections. I think and also RE is so small. <laughs> eh, but smaller is easier to okay, but I get what you mean. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that's true. So so yeah. another point is also like you know the comfort of sticking to your own friends. Mm. Like I think it's always this like in a school environment, be it like JC secondary school, it's hard to break into a new circle, you know? Yeah. Cause you are comfortable with your own friends. The then the other people are also comfortable with their own friends. Then it's hard to work with new people in that sense. Clickish ah. It's clickish. Uh, yeah, correct, correct. <laughs> yeah. Um, there, it's, I it's think most... most uh, yeah, most I, are like that, right? Most most of the groups are pretty clickish. I would say... Yeah, yeah la, uh, clickish is a very negative word, but even us, we sort of stick with our own comfortable circle, but there's a few people from different groups that are more okay with like mingling around then these are like our second tier friends. You get what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But then other than that, we don't really interact much. How many people can you name out of like 123 people? How many people do you think you can name in RE? <laughs> out of 123? 124. 30, 40? Name, just name. You don't... Okay, like name is just like you know their name, you know I think more than half la. Okay. But, to but then how many that have, have at least like... say hi bye, right? Mm. <laughs> Maybe one third. Or like one So there's about forty, right? Or lesser la. How many um okay, so one third is hi bye. How many have you had like a f- proper conversation with for at least like five minutes? <laughs> As in throughout, right? Throughout the four years, right? Throughout the four years, I yeah. think still a decent, like, 20 to 30 people lah. But then because of this whole COVID thing, right? You know, the... It's super antisocial. 
Yeah, correct. So yeah. so it, it just stops there. It just stops back back then in year three. It doesn't mm. progress forward anymore. Correct, correct. Like some people, I, like you, you talk to like quite friendly and all. Then, but it's just like this whole COVID thing. Then there's no chance to develop it further. And then it's, yeah, and then yeah, lor, that's it, lor. Yeah, I feel the same way. And and <laughs> I feel we because of this COVID thing, we take a lot of things for granted. In a sense, one is uh, going to school, even though we don't really like the act of like going to school, <laughs> but being in school has its own like charm. Then yeah. like I always like new things. Like for example, when we were getting SD four, I was really excited. But then, uh, then SD three was so bad because it was so rundown. <laughs> then I can't wait for it to be renovated. But we don't even get to experience it. Then now looking back, when you mentioned the benches, right? Then I'm like, oh shit, this is going to be something that I really miss. Oh. Like, <laughs> sitting at the benches with the fans not working, the like, dirty floors, yeah. walking tapau, super far to the toilet, tapau cutting your through lunch, lunches, tapau tapau your lunch, lunch spilling your lunch. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. And then, oh, my f- yeah. favorite is uh, shitting before lecture or like... <laughs> the start. toilets there are disgusting. Yeah, it's them gross. The toilet's damn gross. But it's like my second home la. I shit like almost <laughs> every lecture. Oops. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> is that what you're gonna miss the most? Like for example Shitting like the toilet. small small things that you miss. Oh. <laughs> uh actually I don't think I will miss it that much, la. It's I mean Okay, if you think about uni, right? Then you think about the time you spend. What which area are you gonna think about the most? Wow. I think Good not much leh, as in <laughs> not not much to look uh look past look in the past. As in year one, year two, I'm already past that phase ma, so uh Well SD three seems like a dream man. Eh. Seems like so <laughs> so long ago. Like yeah, surreal. It's, it's good memories, but you don't it's not like very strong in that sense like, that you're going like miss it very very much. But once in a while, maybe you will think about it. I don't know. Mm, yeah. yeah. I feel... I feel SD3 has that charm. That, like, rustic charm. But I feel SD... Eh, I feel U-Town, the campus is more... Vibrant. School. Yeah, like, if I think about school, I'll probably think about U-Town more. I'll probably think about the U-Town, Starbucks. I'll probably think about Food Click. Then SD3 is like a kampong. La. SD3 is like a kampong, la. yeah. <laughs> okay, but um, my next question: If let's say we turn back the clock to year one, and then um. we relive these four years, <laughs> is there anything that you would do differently, or what would you do differently? I think link back to just now the regrets, law. I would like try to build more uh, a bit deeper friendship with people, like with my course mates and peers. Would you have burned bridges that you burned? <laughs> oh, <laughs> hey. <laughs> uh, I think, okay lah, leading to that, right, I had to burn it because maybe at the start, <laughs> the expectations wasn't set lah, or like I didn't make it clear at the start. That's why like, things got deeper, like, oh, I'm too deep, then bopian. The way when you cut it, right, is. It's gonna be painful, lor. But if mm. like from the start, right? Like I mean, it could have been prevented, lah. But then yeah. the beauty of it is like it's a learning lesson, lor. Yeah. 
So it's not really yeah. a, it's not a regret, lah. Definitely. Definitely not. Hmm. I mean, I I won't change anything, lah. Cause that 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 incident do help me grow. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And and that brings to the topic of group projects because, uh, you know how like there's this common consensus consensus that you shouldn't like work with people that you're close with, or like for example, the most extreme example is you don't start a business with a family member. Then mm. this is like a smaller version of it. Like when you have when you have <laughs> group projects, then you make friends. But once you make friends, then it's it's hard to group together and work together, especially when things become stressful and and yeah, things get serious. Sometimes it's better to work with strangers who is just like purely professional. Right, what do you think? Because when you're friends, then you have to like protect each other's feelings. Then mm, it mm. becomes less objective and more yeah. troublesome. I get what you mean. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think it depends on individual, lah. For me, mm. I think I was still. I I don't mind both. In a sense, like there's comfort knowing that, uh, you your friends, as in okay, lah. At least my friends, <laughs> I'm kind of they will do work, ma. So you there's this predictability or like reliability that things won't go very wrong. Yeah. Uh. Then on the other hand, if you work with uh like people you're not so close with, it it force you out of your comfort zone also, ma. So there's That's always true. the the good side and the bad side, lah. But I guess um. Uh, Probably there need to be some balance, law. Cause I think what happened back then was too much of working together, right? There's such that there's no no space to breathe, lah. Yeah. So it might get yeah. overwhelming. Hmm. I th- I think this this episode won't go public, so people can't listen to it. Or maybe it should. I don't know. But yeah, <laughs> I mean we we address that in a very objective way. Then um. Yeah la, I I feel the same way, but I think it's easier to make friends through group projects than continue working together, which is how I became friends with Ben, um, like closer friends with Ben, then then like finding friends them then group together because some people are very different when it comes to friendship and work. Like for example. Let's say you have a very good friend who you always like go out to makan with or go out to like, for example, party with. Then when it comes to work, they are not very work oriented. So you know you see them partying, then you don't see them working. Then mm-hmm. this is gonna affect your friendship. So it yeah, is very tough. I But then again, if you if you're friends with that person, then you can be like direct with that person. Yeah, true. That's the thing. Oh, like how Ben is very direct with us that he can't <laughs> be direct with strangers. You know, mm, yeah, it's it's a very hard thing to balance, lah. Correct, correct. Mm. So, I think if you have any advice to people who are grouping, especially going to uni, then they're gonna f- see a lot of group projects and stuff. I don't really have an advice for them who they should group with. Should they group with people that they are friends with? Should they? Play politics, but I think um, this is a very real scenario. You should group with people that you don't recognize, like every now and then, because once you go into the corporate world, then you are going to work with people that you don't know. There's going to be worse politics, so you need to know how to maintain your objectivity, your composure, 
and like for example if you got things to say you got things to criticize you need to put it in a very nice way uh, that's for corporate lah so mm-hmm. group projects help in that sense yeah I think the key thing is don't limit yourself lah like don't restrict yourself say you only want to work with people you know and then you like fearful of like oh my god I don't know who is this person eh as oh, that, that that happens, right? <laughs> yeah, like, hey, who's this? I never heard before. You don't even know, oh, is yeah, it, like, so your batchmate or, like, someone from... A junior. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, as in, be prepared, lor. like, you, you, if you're not comfortable, you don't have to, like, actively go and, like, force yourself, go and group with other people, but just be prepared for the situation where, like, you have to work with other people, because some uh, modules is the prof assigned the, the groupings, man. So you yeah. can't control that. So what you can do is be open, no? be open. Yeah. That's actually the best kind, in a way. Yeah, like, can do or can do without. Right. Yeah, because um, by doing that, right, then it kind of like equalizes your grades across the class. Because if you let people group together, right, usually what happens is the smart people will group together, <laughs> then they will wreck the bell curve. Then the party friends will group together then we'll be on the other end of the bell curve help to tank <laughs> to tank so yeah la. so by, by equalizing is good then we get to forge connections also because through these group projects I became close friends with um, other people la. Mm, yeah mm. yeah just embrace right. it la. yeah just embrace it la. so now we have three weeks left till the end of the semester then it's exams <laughs> then finally you'll be a free man. So moving forward, what are your thoughts that you have? <sighs> I don't know. La. <laughs> okay, la, I mean, to be honest, uh, still uncertain. Uh, you won't know for sure what you want. Mm, mm. What, but I guess the best thing you can do is take one step at a time, la, which is my, what I've been say, telling myself. Since last time, huh? Yeah, like as in, in Chinese, it's like 走一步看一步. So like you take one step, see one step, literally. So mm-hmm. see how things goes. But you can, but sh- of course you should kind of have a plan for it. But things don't always go for your plan. La. Yeah. So Actually, um, coming to that, I have a question to ask. But this one might be a bit sensitive. So I can cut it out if you decide to cut it out. Mm. Okay. But... Um, before you entered uni you were in a relationship then it was like a long relationship then you almost graduated while still being with that person then mm. things change so would you say this gives you a like 180 degree plan on uh, 100 degree 180 degree change on your plans or did it not change your plans at all means life sort of goes on is just without that person uh I wouldn't say it changed entirely. It's just when when you are in a relationship, right? You don't just think about yourself, ma. It's no longer about yeah. you. It's like us, right? So mm, mm. by removing like one side of the equation, like removing that person out, right? It just gives you a bit more freedom, lor. So if I'm if I were still be uh still be in that relationship, it's just that uh my decision will be more sweet towards uh, what is better for us in that sense mm. so maybe less but for what is better for us may not be what is better for you uh, as you know yeah but 
if you are in a committed relationship, uh, as in, that's my thinking, la, like, I, I won't think about just me. La. Yeah. That is me, la, yeah. So, for example, mm. for example, for myself, right? Um, yeah, la, I mean, I'm in a committed relationship also. Then, because of that, I've, before I've even graduated, I already have a house on the way and plans coming in the next like two years, two to five years. So this sort of sets the tone and sets the like the path, la, for example, mm. and sets the risk appetite that I have for the All next. Right. Yeah. Then if so 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 that's what I'm thinking. So let's say if I was in your position, um then this happens. Then I was like, I'll be quite. It will be very hard to digest, obviously. But then, in terms of in terms of planning, right? I would say it's almost hundred eighty degrees because your risk appetite immediately changes. I feel because now mm. you have more freedom. <laughs> I can't believe I'm looking at too positively, but yeah, like, I mean now, like you said, now it's not longer. Now it's no longer like best of about us. Now it's best for yourself. Mm. Then for yourself also, you are a very adventurous, adventurous person who's more, who's less risk averse, more risk loving. So you would be really able to la. engage. <laughs> but yeah, really as in, not, not, not so hardcore like risk loving. But yeah, okay. Uh-huh. Like for example, okay, for me, my life changed or my perspective of life changed drastic, drastically in the past two years. So 2019, my first year in being a property agent, I wanted to be like millionaire by 25, that kind of thing, you know, like super self-employed financial freedom all the way, retire by 35, that kind of thing. Mm. Then now, um, reality slapped me in the face <laughs> in 2020. Yeah. Then I'm like, okay, la, house coming, wedding coming. So Valid um, concerns, la, yeah. Valid concerns. Looking at my grades, okay la. Government job should pay well. I just want something stable. My risk appetite changed 180 degrees. Mm. Yeah, that's why they say when you're young you should take more risks. But then now you moving on to the next stage of life, it's like your risk appetite drop drastically. Yeah. Which for me I I feel is okay la. Like I don't think moving forward, like 20 years down the road, I look back at what I do immediately after uni, I don't think I will regret per se because I think each person, despite your goals, you have to see your personality and it has to match the decisions that you make. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, correct. But for example, like for you, entrepreneurship was always on the table, right? After graduation. Uh, <laughs> don't know still I mean uh, it's still a thought mm. but yeah <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't really come to terms like whether I should venture fully into it so would you say you are more of a follow the flow kind of person like you said wait and see la, step by step uh, as in follow the flow depends because from uh, what I understand is you are very clear on certain things but other than that you don't really limit yourself like for example and, and you said to not limit yourself right like for mm. example 
um, I think you shut yourself out from government jobs. Oh yeah, that's something I don't want. Because you know what comes together with like the government job and you know your personality and, and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. other than that, you're pretty much open to private, any private, any job, valuer, asset manager, developer. Yeah, as in, I, okay, uh, the biggest conflict is to go corporate or just like do your own hustle, right? That's the biggest conflict. I think a, a lot of us are also facing. Yeah. As in, a lot of us is like our peers, la, not not not, yeah. not the general public. Population, yeah. Uh, so I think since like army days, I've always wanted to like start something and all. Uh, and I don't really believe in formal education, uh, which is like getting good grades, getting a good job, being mm. part of the rat race and all. Uh, and I, I'm a huge believer of self-education. In mm. a way, like don't limit yourself. Uh. But yeah. uh, along the way, right, <coughs> there's no one definite path to success. Uh. Yeah, there isn't. So, uh, actually, it's more recent. The recent this year, lah, that mm-hmm. I actually consider more of corporate. Cause back then my stand was I don't go corporate. <laughs> but this what year, what was it based upon? Uh, what was that? Like okay, cause this year when I read out more about investing and all, lah. So like another approach to achieve financial freedom could be simply, you know, just you s- try to save more and invest more. La. Not save, invest more. Like that, you can like roll and compound your money, which is yeah. another way to achieve it. La. You don't have to go the hustle, hustle, hustle route. Yep. So, but okay. So like I mentioned, right, I'm still clueless <laughs> for now and don't mm-hmm. really have the time to think. So what I'm going to do is that after I graduate, after my exams in like November, right, I'll take one month, uh, which is the whole of December to really think about it. Uh, and we'll speak to people la, before I decide to... One month is which, enough. La, which for path to take on. La. One month you feel is enough. Because uh, okay, all along... Some people take. Yeah, I know. But some people take like one year. <laughs> some people are more decisive. I, I as in I already re- I told you I retain but so I mean like one year behind. So mm. my mentality in uni is like I want to faster get out to start earning money and all. Yeah. So yep. if I take more than one month then it's like it's gonna drag my whole timeline again. Uh, in yeah. that sense. So I think one month is a reasonable break to go it is, uh, for sure. think about it. Then start on start next year. Uh. So, mm. so last time I also never do resume and all lah, but <laughs> year three, year four, then I, I, okay lah, I still need to do like as a backup plan or whatever. So I, I have been like, not say very active, but I've been open to like corporate jobs nowadays lor. So I've been like applying here and there once in a while. Yeah lor. Yeah. I, I feel the narrative on like the red race and everything, right? It is, I, because I feel like two years ago, oh no, last year. Last year, I was super in that entrepreneurship spirit, then super anti-red race, anti-corporate, anti-government, um, anti-formal education, all that. 
then I feel I didn't really question where did it all come from when in fact I look back now and I feel that it is a narrative that has been forced upon me by someone who I look up to at that point in time. Mm-hmm. Then um, I didn't question it and I thought that was the way to go. I feel everyone was blind, you know, like why are people not um, spending money hustling? Why are people not spending time hustling? Why are people still out partying and things like that? And I think that was a sign of immaturity on my part. Then only this year, same as you, like I feel people's like their journey in life, their meaning of life, the way they see life, their perspective is really up to them and honestly do what makes you happy lah. Mm. And I agree financial freedom until now, the only thing that hasn't changed is like the importance of financial freedom because mm. you wouldn't want to work um, until you die. And you, and yeah, I understand the system whereby like um, you work for like 30, you work for like 40 years, then you retire for 15 years. It doesn't make sense. Obviously, a longer retirement is better and there's financial freedom. Lah. So, mm. hustling is a fast way to get it, but it's also a riskier way. But if you want it to do another way, it's like yeah. long-term investing and all that. Yeah. And honestly, it's also more importantly than all this, than what you do, I feel is like your own mindset. Mm. Because, for example, if you are someone who hustle, right, but your mindset is not there, then once you retire, you don't feel the achievement or whatever. And for people who are working the rat race without knowing why they are in the rat race, then they are, might not also be happy, which is most people. I think most people are not happy because they don't have their mindset or at least they are not aware of whatever they are doing or like yeah. no direction. Yeah, you so, agree with me? so my, my biggest, uh, not say pet peeve, uh, the thing that irritates me, right, is like mm-hmm. people who hate their job right, and refuse to like, you know, do anything about it. Because there's still definitely something you can do about it right, to change your circumstances. That, that's yeah. how I feel. Like. like you don't go and like complain every day and then like you don't do anything about it. So, but yeah, anyway, back to the financial freedom, right? It's just getting from point A to point B, right? It's just which yeah. road you take, like, whether you want to take the highway or you take, like, I don't know, all the small eddy, whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. Ultimately, you are still driving, uh, driving towards the, the point same B, destination. Uh. Yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah, lor. Yeah, and I feel, I see a lot of. Oh, yeah, like, sorry, one more point. Yeah, so yeah go ahead. For, but for those, right? So, there's this thing uh, which I learned. Uh, I think it's something like professional satisfaction or professional oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. fulfillment. Yeah. So people Correct. who actually takes pride in their work, even though it's like a corporate job or whatever, right? They, they do take pride in their job, right? So that is a different kind of... Uh, it's not entirely in a red race, I would say. Cause they, red race is like when you don't... You're not aware. Mm, you're just blindly... Yeah, it, it doesn't mean <laughs> that you work 9 to 5 means you are a failure in life. Correct, correct. Which correct. is just, it's such a common narrative that's pushed by so many like financial influencers, you know, which now start to piss me off. <laughs> last time I thought, last time I follow all these people, then like I eat their words. It's know? like the picture they paint is uh, the only way to be financially free is to start your own thing. I mean, th- there's some yeah. truth to that extent. La. Like there's more freedom, there's more... There's no limit, yeah. you know, but... Don't sell your time on that. If you if you find, like, fulfillment in your job, <laughs> I think that is something that cannot be quantifiable by money. Yeah. Like. 
Correct. Mm. So, and learn from your parents. La. Like, for example, yeah, la, you see your parents, like, they work until very old. Then you don't want to be like that also. Like, it's understandable, but there are ways to get around it. That's why we have, the more important thing is financial education rather than, you know, just risking it all, going for a business then that you don't really have passionate for. You don't really, like, entrepreneurship is not for everyone. Mm. Correct. Yeah. It's not easy. La. How many how many people actually made it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, I mean, of course, what, with whatever you do, you have to try, you have to taste, you have to taste it to know whether you like it or not. Like, for us, we have tasted the real estate sales life there are some mm. parts of it that we like some parts of it that we don't really like then if we stick to this path we will know how to fine tune to like optimize our to make ourselves happy la. but then we haven't really tasted corporate so at least I would say maybe 3 to 5 years see how it goes if you find corporate fulfillment then 9 to 5 won't feel like 9 to 5 if you love your job mm. alright yeah as long as you know how to like invest smartly la. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Some I people think, don't... Mm, mm, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, uh, no. I just want to say, like, don't... Uh, like, if you thought of doing something, just give it a try first. Like, don't shut mm. down the idea before even trying. La. Yeah. And I think... Okay, la, another point is you should try 100%. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. for me, I had to confess, I didn't give my 100%. Maybe, <laughs> like, 70 80%. Yeah. So... That's why I'm I'm stuck in this position, you know, because I know I know that I didn't go all out. Mm, so mm. there's still a possibility that if this it might actually turn out uh, work out well for me. So there's this yeah. doubt, you know, still lingering. But if I had went all out back then, then mm-hmm. I w- would be much clearer now. Like I have clarity to like, okay, this is for me. This is not for me. Are so, you gonna give it another shot? So that's the thing that I've been thinking about la, which I mm-hmm. <laughs> haven't haven't come to a conclusion. Yeah. Mm. But do you believe in say fate? Like for example, let's say you apply for 200, 300 jobs from <laughs> now so until <laughs> for example la, like uh. the, the, that's the analogy. So you apply for all the jobs that's available in the market now mm. and even all the way until end of next year, for example, you're just applying for jobs, but for some reason, you don't get a job. But at the same time, you are not just sitting there applying for jobs. You are doing property by the side. But at the end of next year, suddenly, pump, you realize that um, you are enjoying this and whatever shit. Then you realize all along, maybe for the next five years, you continue property. Then you realize all along that you are fated to do property. Do you feel like even if you are not even if you don't get a job or for example, you feel like there's always something that's fated for you. Mm, yeah, as in, I I'm always believe that things happen for a reason. La. So, mm. but for things to take place, you need to be in motion. La. You need to be uh, doing something. Yeah, so, yeah. Oh, in motion. Yeah. In motion, yeah. not emotion. Yeah. <laughs> so, when you're doing something... Like, this is your current path, but mm-hmm. it might not, as in your path might change halfway down the road. Mm-hmm. So, but the key thing is to keep walking. Or if you're not walking, then nothing will change. <laughs> Can't be wait yeah. for the gold drop from the sky. Correct. 
Yeah. So, especially now in tough times, I feel like, I mean, I don't have experience looking for a job, but I mean, in tough times, people who are trying to look for a job and as long as you're moving, I feel, and I think Sakai also feel, um, you, there are things that are meant to, like things happen for a reason. There are things that are meant for you. There are things that are not meant for you and things like that. Like, I'm not meant to be a millionaire at 24, maybe. <laughs> I, I can also confess that I didn't try my absolute, absolute best. But I know what I like. I know what I don't like. Hmm. I yeah. think end of the day is to gain the clarity. Or, mm. Which mm-hmm. can only be done so through experiencing it. Yes. Yourself. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So I think that encapsulates a very good portion of um, this episode. So any final advice to people who are just entering and entering university <laughs> wow now tough times eh? you are entering to zoom university <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i think don't don't uh, uh limit yourself that's one uh mm-hmm. always look for opportunities la. i think yeah. as cliche as you might sound right step out of your comfort zone um and i think from what we discussed today right uh mm-hmm. be selective of your friends in that sense la don't but, trust easily yeah yeah uh i'll say don't trust easily i, I think i i'm someone who trusts easily uh wait i, <laughs> I think need to edit this part i, I lost my job no, it's okay thought. it's okay it's okay uh what i want to say uh, advice for people entering uni uh, don't enter blindly <clears throat> don't trust easily that's for me lah and also know what you're doing la. I mean it's okay to try things here and there it's okay for your perspective to change that's the purpose of university understand your risk appetite um, and I think you must know you must have some sense of purpose of why you're in university in the first place don't like first year play play around then in the end your great snowball that kind of mm. thing I think I think that's true. Like you need to know what you want to get out of it in that sense. Like is it good grades? Uh is it like good connection? Or is it mm-hmm. like I don't know, just to just to make your parents happy. <laughs> Which is yours lah. Get a degree. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, just I think try to network more. Then mm-hmm. uh don't be afraid to make mistakes or or like yeah, that's super things. important. That's super, super important. For those and who are coming from JC, it's going to be a new world. So really embrace it and don't be afraid to fail because failures are those who are afraid to fail. Che. <laughs> what, the, the only failure is what those that you didn't try or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I forgot but, the but, but giving a... I'm going to give a bad advice lah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, not say That's bad good. advice, but more of my uh, <laughs> mantra for the <laughs> past uh-huh. years is the Pareto principle eighty twenty uh. Okay, but you have to I have to put into context first. Uh. I'm someone that <laughs> I'm someone who doesn't value grades as much as most people. So what I look at when I look at things is like how can you get the the best uh outcome. Uh, not say best outcome uh, one of the like the be- a better outcome with minimum effort so like you know let's say you want you have to do an assignment right then 
my minimum expectation is like at least a B or B plus. B plus lah, okay. So you know like as long as you submit on time, as long as you cover the outline, the flow, there's some concrete content, you know, then you will get 80% of the thing done ready, right? So what a lot of other people do, they focus on the 20%, which is like, what the design of the report uh, or whatever uh, all the small small nitty gritty details right which is gonna push them from maybe like A minus to A plus okay but I'm not going for that that 20% so for me I just try to do lesser work uh, in that sense but for those mm. who are you know perfectionists you want to go for the best you want to push yourself then go for it this advice is not for you <laughs> Oh, okay. I think on that also, I have one point to add. So, I, I also believe that there, I also believe in the Pareto principle. For me, it's slightly different. Like, for example, when you're studying or revising for a module, right? There's a lot of different ways to do it. So, for example, one level is to read all the lectures. That is um, definitely part of that 20%. That's maybe 5%. Then, um, doing tutorial questions, that's maybe another 10% then doing the projects another 5%, then I feel um, you need to know that last 5%, right? You really need to know your studying style and how you absorb information and how are you going to manage your time and stress during the exam. I feel that will get you the like, last 80%. Mm. Then the other, other stuff that you can do is like you can read further, you can buy additional books you can look at all the profs references then read and continue to expand so there's a lot of different ways that is definitely more than a 20% effort but once you are familiar with how you study once you are familiar with the way you absorb information and once you kind of understand how examination works because for us it's open book mm-hmm. and it's more important for us to access information rather than regurgitate it so for me, I spend most of my time in a semester when there's exams in anyway to manage, uh, to come up with a cheat sheet. So for me, my cheat sheets are so effective that I sell them on Carousel and I've <laughs> made hundreds of dollars from my cheat sheets. So I... made money while I'm studying. <laughs> while improving like, your own studies, your own grades. Whoa. Yeah, because cheat sheet, right? I, I think a lot of people during exam, okay, this is like exam tips. Huh? And, and I think we're going to end the podcast soon because it's stretching over one hour. Um, <laughs> I think a lot of people during exams, they always stress, then they always just bring in like their lecture notes. Then they have to flip, 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 flip. Then that wastes like precious time. I'm not talking about a few seconds. I'm talking about minutes. But once you have a very comprehensive set of cheat sheet, right? Then you know where to access the informa- this information you don't have to flip so much and also what you can do is during your time when you're revising you can add additional research that gives you that push to the, from A to A plus mm. so all the information is there then you can just access it easily access it easily then it's much easier for you so that is my advice for exams okay, yeah uh, on the Pareto principle I know it's going to drag but <laughs> I, I want to add on right so add, 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 add. study smart and mm. uh, your point about uh, being exam smart, right? I think one good thing that you did very well is willing to let go. Okay, let me explain. So when you go through a paper, right? Yeah. A lot of us is like, we try to mute every single marks. So like, let's say this question, five marks, next question, 10 marks, whatever. You want to write as much as possible, answer as much as possible to get the 
best marks, right? But some questions you know gone case really, right? You totally don't understand, right? A lot of us cannot let go and move on, lah, myself included. Like, I was still trying mm. to, like, force something, you know. This, because I think this is what we were conditioned since young. Like, just write something, yeah. you know, got method marks, uh, whatever marks. Uh. But when you spend, like, that five minutes trying to force that one, two marks out, right? Then, okay, a lot of times what happens is, like, uh, you, don't have, you don't have enough time towards the end where bulk of the marks yeah. are at, right? So, by the time you reach the last section, which is, like, what, 15 marks, 20 marks, and, like, wow, she only left 10 minutes. Then, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. You're already, lor. So I think that's correct, something that correct. you did very, very well, which definitely, I, yeah. Yeah, I lost a lot of marks because of that, lah. Like not. Yeah, you need to know because you can't possibly study for everything. There are mm. things that you study for more, and you know that it's gonna be tested. So this is when they ask you to check your exam paper. You check your number of pages. Then you also see the questions you can answer, and you go to that area first because you're comfortable there. And you answer there, you really squeeze out all the marks from there, then you move on. So I remember, I think you're talking about um, the investment module. I look at the first question and I know that I'm not going to answer this question well <laughs> at all. And I'm willing to lose some, that 10 marks. Some weird graph, right? Or like some it. shit. Some weird ass graph. <laughs> that I never see before. Yeah. Like, oops. Oh yeah. Then, then that brings me to a minor point, which touch, touches on your point, which is not to answer exam questions in sequence. Like, don't answer question one just because it's question one. Go and look mm. through the paper and strategically answer the questions you can answer first. Then the harder questions answer later. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So I think you need to break free of that mentality. Or... Yep. Yep. For sure. All right. Is there any okay. more, any let's, other advice let's that you have? <laughs> okay. Uh, not really an advice, but maybe a shout out to this YouTuber. From NUS, Daniel Tamago. <laughs> That's <laughs> I think right. He, yeah, his videos are very entertaining and very insightful. Like, he covers a lot of like, exam tips and study yeah. methods, which I think is, will be very, very useful. Yeah. If you're listening to us until this point, right, we are just Ari Scraps. He's really a business genius. <laughs> you should go watch his videos because it's yeah. good quality content. Best YouTuber in Singapore, period. That's right. Yeah, alright. Okay, so thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, give it a like. Feedback follow to, us. Feedback to Urban Kaki at Instagram. Yeah, feedback to Urban Kaki on Instagram. Follow while you're at it. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, Urban Kaki. And we'll see you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. <laughs> wow, them long, sir.